what people said to students when they asked, what do you need in order to become a professional developer? I felt that the replies were really fuzzy. Yeah, if you want to become a developer, it's probably a bachelor's degree or one and a half year of practice uh, and then you learn how to code and those answers just wasn't fulfilling enough. Actually, if you want to become a developer, the path is not that scary and unknown. Welcome to the Scrimba podcast. Today, I'm joined by Per Borgen, who you probably recognize as the CEO and co-founder of Scrimba. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about how Scrimba came to be, how Per got into development and where the motivation for Scrimba came from. We're also going to share some interesting things you can look forward to here at Scrimba. Per, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. The domain scrimba.com was registered back in August 2016. I imagine there were probably some things happening before you finally registered for domain. I'm wondering if you could take us back to around that time and tell us the story about how Scrimba came to be. Yeah, so it's uh, Sindra, our CTO, who had invented the Scrimba technology uh, a little bit before that. And I remember, I think it was before the summer that year, he showed it to me uh, at a uh, restaurant in Oslo. It was like, hey, I've been playing around this little thing because I would need to teach people about my uh, programming language, which he had created called Imba, and thus the name. And he just showed me like a very early version of Scrimba. uh, And I was like, oh, Holy shit, uh, this is awesome. Uh, and, and I, at the time, was uh, I, I, I wrote a lot of articles. Uh, I had gone through Founders and Coders in London, a, a free peer-to-peer driven code bootcamp. So I was really passionate about this. So at that point, uh, he just showed that to me uh, as a tool. And uh, immediately I, I thought, of, oh, this is, this is a great tool for teaching. And I actually thought a lot about like lear- teaching and learning machine learning uh, using that type of technology. I didn't think that much about JavaScript, to be honest, um, from the get-go. But that was that, and and we discussed a little bit back and forth if if we wanted to team up again, build something around this technology. Uh, But it wasn't then until, yeah, as you say, uh, November that year that uh, I think I quit my job at uh, the current company where where I was working as a developer in order to to start Scrimbo with Syndra. You mentioned you'd gone through the bootcamp and you were talking a little bit about the things you were learning. I happen to know your medium profile was basically prolific <laughs> at the time. It seems like pretty much everything you were learning, you were teaching. Yeah, uh, I was. And I was uh, like uh, often getting up before work to, to, to just to write medium articles since I just got addicted to it. I loved it. just learning tons of new stuff and then writing about it as much as I could. And I guess when Sender came along with something like... Um, I guess it wasn't called Scrimba at the time. It probably did it even have a name at the point that Cinder showed you. It, it it was called I think it was called Imbaverse. Imbaverse. Oh, because that was the name and the universe Imbaverse. But but of course we couldn't tie it that much to the Imba name, uh, which is the programming language. But Scrimba is kind of screencast in Imba, and it's kind of a weird word, so you don't really know where it comes from. So there we felt we could like sneak in the Imba name. When you were writing these medium articles, presumably you had some like objective in the way that you were teaching because you were writing about React. And I think, so yes, machine learning 
predominantly and your experience of the boot camp and then a little bit later a lot of react and css grid and stuff like that you already had it seemed like a mission like you were doing something for a reason and then when scrimba came along it seemed like a way to sort of level up the uh, not just quality of what you were teaching but give users a way to learn things or your readers a way to remember things they're learning more easily through the interactive format what, what kind of path were you on and how did Scrimba change the course of that path? So taking kind of my motivation to write first, uh, one thing, it's really fun to write and then get a lot of uh, comments and re re reviews and shares of your articles. So it's kind of a, like, a, um, it's a rush to do it. So I really enjoyed that. Launch, I love launching things, whether it's products or articles or podcasts, whatever. So um, that was one side of it. But the other side was, I felt after having going gone through founders and coders and after having become a developer, I felt that uh, the wisdom out there, what people said uh, to students when they asked, what do you need in order to become a professional developer? I felt that the replies uh, students got were really fuzzy and not to the point. So I tried to very specifically uh, in the beginning of my like writing career, write about like exactly what it took to become a developer. Like I, I think I listed out all the tutorials and projects I did from like the very, from, from I learned about variables until I got my first job. So it's, it was really about communicating that actually, if you want to become a developer, the path is not that scary and unknown. You just need to go down this path, take these tutorials, learn these concepts, and then you, you can be there because otherwise, I remember having gotten the reply from people who said like, yeah, if you want to become a developer, it's probably a bachelor's degree or one and a half year of practice. Uh, and then you learn how to code. And those answers just wasn't fulfilling enough. So yeah, it was about explaining to people um, how they could become developers. That's awesome. And I imagine as you were learning for the first time, as many good resources that you came across that showed you the right way to do it, I bet there was probably equal amounts of like bad resources that just confused things more. Yeah. And, and advice uh, where people say, go read the documentation. Uh, it's a very common advice you get, get as a newbie developer. I think that's in most cases, it's horrible advice because the documentation is there to get a normally a pro developer quickly up to speed with a library. But as a newbie, there are just so many words you have, you, you don't understand at all that just uh, clutters up whatever uh, documentation or tutorial it is you are reading. So you need something which is really tailored towards you as a beginner. And ideally also, I, I felt that a lot of the tutorials were too much bottoms up and didn't take into account the danger of getting bored when learning to code. There's a top-downs learning and the bottoms up, where like the bottoms up is where you start with like, maybe you start with, okay, you're going to learn JavaScript. Uh, let's talk about the primitive and complex data types, uh, arrays, objects, booleans, and stuff like that. But when, and then there's just top-down, which are like, oh, here's this cool little app. How does this work, this little, dice, uh, roll the dice app in the browser or something um, like a, not a complex thing, but just something you actually can understand. Like, oh, so we're keeping track of some numbers here. We're clicking on a button and we're you're starting kind of from the top uh, and, and you don't even think about the fact that 
it is some strings and arrays and booleans there because you um it's not interesting to talk about primitive and complex data types when you don't even know what to use it for so that's what i uh, the problem i have with a lot of these bottoms up uh, tutorials no, I can definitely relate to that experience where you're quite excited to build something that you just want to go full speed ahead to build it without going back to the basics. And, and it's quite difficult to navigate it. You need a good course and a good teacher to help you navigate that path, keep you excited while still giving you that foundational knowledge you need so that you, you know, sidestep tutorial hell and ultimately can build applications by yourself. The whole teaching approach I mean, people learn differently, that's true, but people also teach differently, both in the medium that they teach, whether it's through writing, screencasts, or in the case of Scrimba, more interactive, but also in the approach, whether it's top-down or bottom-up, like you describe, or just in the way they explain things. The way in which Scrimba is most obviously different from other coding websites is this interactive format, where you are encouraged to jump in the code and actually learn by doing. But I know that having gone through a bootcamp and learned to code yourself, you've developed some quite intuitive opinions, I think, about the ways in which people can learn most efficiently. And that then bleeds almost into the content that we create at Scrimba for all the teachers we work with. They're guided in this way. And so I wanted to use this opportunity to ask you, Per, what do you think makes an awesome course? What we have realized over the years working with Scrimba is that our job isn't primarily to explain to the student how the code works. Our job primarily is to get the students to code. If you code it yourself, it sticks much better in your brain and you, you build up a muscle memory, uh, you build up intuition. And whether or not you really understand it the first time around when you code it doesn't really matter that much it's good to just get the practice of coding a for loop, even though you hardly understand it. And, and then later, uh, after you've done it five times, then maybe the explanations make more sense to you and you truly understand it. So this is something we realized, uh, have realized over the years uh, by, by looking at Scrimba courses and talking to our students and seeing how they've reacted uh, on various types of material. Because to begin with, we didn't do this. We actually most of, had most of Scrimba courses almost as if they were YouTube courses where you could have, you could jump in and play with the code if you wanted to. And maybe we had a couple of challenges here and there, but now our courses are basically challenge based and, and focused on getting the students into the code. Uh, as soon as possible, as often as possible. And at every step of the way, when we increase the complexity, we uh, give students a challenge. It's basically, a concept hasn't been taught before the student has written it themselves. And that's very different with what you see on, for example, most YouTube tutorials. Mm, for sure. I read on your LinkedIn that you made that transition to Scrimba full-time back in November, that same year, 2016. I think as well that you must have seen thousands, if not tens of thousands students progress through Scrimba. Based on everything you've seen, what are the most important things someone looking to be a hireable developer should be thinking about? So I think there are many things, many levels. It's, 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 it's how you arrange your days. It's what kind of technologies you want to learn. Should you just think about it's, uh, I mean, should you do a school? Should you do a bootcamp or a, 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 should you do an online course or should you do a university? There, there's so many ways to go here. So, uh, first of all, you kind of have to decide a little bit or look at, 
the landscape and get a feeling for what you think will suit for you because uh, it, it's easy to say that all univer university is bad. It's a waste of time. And, but for some people, it's the right choice. It's easy to say that it, boot camps are too expensive. But for some, it's the right choice. And, uh, and for others, uh, uh, online courses is the right choice. So I think thinking through what, what suits you as a person. And also, uh, once you get into it, I think it's really important if you want to become a hireable de developer fast to narrow down and be specific and not spread your skills too much because you want to be impressive on the little uh, niche of web development or development you have decided to focus on. I did that. I, I, I only Once I discovered React, I only did React until I got a job. I, I did some machine learning for fun as well, but I most of my time I focused solely on React. And then there's also the other things about it, which is about managing your days, uh, setting time in your calendar, being consistent is hugely important. Uh, and also uh, being very uh, thoughtful about when you are bored. I mean, finding your, uh, your interest and what drives you. I mean, for me, to be honest, getting to a professional level uh, as a developer wasn't that hard because I had an enormous drive. I really, really wanted to build new projects and, and products and put them out there and launch them. So I even did that during my time at Founders Encoders, and, and that drove me. So I think that that goes back to kind of connecting with the why you are doing this. This, I mean, is it uh, if it's about traveling the world and and uh, and uh, being a freelancer, then uh, focus on that. Focus on getting your first freelance gig, which is remote, which is probably a huge uh, like a step towards that direction and will motivate you a lot. If it is doing hardcore machine learning, focus in that direction and getting to know someone in machine learning. And just like, yeah, work with your uh, inner motivation and use play to your advantage. What are some of the challenges that you encountered that you see people at Scrimba running into as well? And with the benefit of experience, like what can people do to overcome those challenges, do you think? I worried a lot as to whether I actually would become uh, good enough as a developer, whether, whether I had what it takes to understand a huge code base. And few people talked about this and, and said that actually you don't really need to understand an entire code base, especially not as a junior developer. Most likely, most definitely, you will not do that when you get into your, your first job. So, so that was like kind of a, um, a fear I had and which I see a lot of other developers have as well. They, they, they I mean, self-doubt, basically, imposter syndrome. And I'm, I mean, I, I think like kind of the solution is to talk about it and, and join communities. Like what, what we're trying to do here on Scrimba is to talk about this on the weekly community meeting, to hear success stories from other people who have uh, who have succeeded. Because at the time, uh, that was when boot camps was pretty early on. Uh, it was 2015. Uh, had been for a few years, but but not not as much as it is now. Not, like now, there's no question that surely you can get a, a com get a job uh, as a bootcamp grad. But at the time, I, I didn't know. If, I don't think there were hardly any bootcamp grads at all in Norway. So could I get the job in that this market uh, at the time? I, I, I felt a lot of insecurities uh, related to that. Uh, and likewise, I would guess that a lot of people now who are online, maybe they are in uh, Greece uh, taking a Scrimba course and they don't know if there's any other Greek uh, uh, people who have 
gotten a job after a scrimba course. So then you just seek out the community and, and, and hear stories and talk to other people who are in the same boat as you, basically. And what you'll realize is actually there is someone in Greece who's gotten a job after a scrimba course. 100%. Per, I happen to know that last year, Scrimba moved away from just standalone courses that would teach you a specific technology or programming language to something called the front-end career path. So whereas previously people would basically buy one course, watch it and move on, the front-end career path is something you subscribe to, you pay for monthly, and as a result, you're always getting the latest updates to the course as well as access to a few other things. It's not so much about the model, it's more about the distinction. Like I sense a really big shift in the stuff that Scrimba are doing happened last year. Can you tell us a bit more about the front-end career path, how it came to be and what people can look forward to when it comes to the curriculum? I kind of took the shift from teaching people, yeah, we'll teach you React.js to we'll turn you into a hireable front-end developer. Like, we won't take as much responsibility as a, as a bootcamp. We can't do that when you're paying uh, much, like 1% of what you will pay there. Uh, but we can give you the what we think is the best tutorials on the subject and be as uh, industry-relevant as any other school. Uh, actually, I, I think we can create the tutorials uh, in a much better and, and engaging way because we have also built the technology for this. So it's kind of us moving one step in, uh, in terms of taking more responsibility over the student and what they will learn. And even going to the lengths of like teaching them about the job interview process and what kind of React questions and JavaScript questions you should prepare yourself uh, to, to reply to and how you should work with your, like tweak your LinkedIn profile and, and position yourself. And we're going to do much more going forward in those directions. So yeah, it was kind of us taking the step from being a course platform to being more of almost like a school. That's also when we found our our vision of like we're going to create a what we then called a a Stanford level education at a gym membership level price. We've kind of refined it a bit more, which makes it a bit more understandable. We're trying to provide the bootcamp experience and quality for the price of a gym membership. In fact, if I read the uh, copy on the homepage, it says, don't spend 15K on a coding bootcamp. Our career path helps motivated <laughs> students become hireable developers for 1% of the cost. That's a bold claim, man. Yeah, but I mean, it works. If you're motivated and do and do the job and uh, take the advice we give you, we've seen again and again and again that it works and it's fully possible. I mean, today's world, a bootcamp uh, certificate isn't worth anything. Nobody cares what bootcamp you went to. They hardly, I mean, they do care more about uh, which university you went to. If you have like a master's degree, of course, in, uh, in, in computer science. But uh, what matters in today's world really uh, when it comes down to it is what are the skills you have and how do you convey those skills online? So um, yeah, it, it's a bold claim, but uh, we're, um, we don't think we're over-promising. If you're motivated and do the job, uh, you can get as much from Scrimba as you can get from any bootcamp. 100%. And the testimonials, in a sense, are right here on the Scrimba podcast. Like we often speak to successful students to learn how they did it. If you're listening and you want to check out some previous episodes, you, you're more than welcome to, of course. 
But Per, I feel like there's a kind of thread here of like the, of Scrimber always improving with the specific objective of helping students be better, helping them build skills and, and not just build them, but market their skills so that they are more employable, a focus on specifically solving problems. If you go to an employer and say, hey, I know JavaScript, they say, okay. But if you go to them and say, hey, I can solve these problems. Look at these apps I've built to solve problems with JavaScript. They're much more likely to want to talk to you, don't you think? For sure. And I think that's actually... The, the the diploma of the 21st century is no longer like the the, the sheet of paper you got from a uh, university it is uh, like what you have it is your portfolio uh, it is what you have committed to github it is uh, how your linkedin profile is maybe you have some endorsements from people there you've done some tests it is when they google you what do they see do they come do, do you show up as a passionate developer who's contributed in the communities for example it's so much more and this is what we're trying to um give to our students this kind of diploma which in my opinion it says much more about a person than a sheet of paper I'm excited for any Scrimble users starting the front-end career path because if, if we go back through the conversation so far, there is the interactive format, which helps you remember things better, makes it stick because you're actually jumping in and editing the code, not just passively learning. Then we spoke a bit about how you need a good teaching style and pedagogy to bring things together. You want to be building projects while still learning the fundamental concepts. The, the courses before the summer last year, they did that in a sense, but the front-end career path is all the learnings that Scrimble made before then pulled together into a tight uh, curriculum that will help you become a hireable developer. Then I think there's this element of interviewing and marketing yourself. We're doing so much more every week, every month to help people with that stuff. The, the front-end career path's always evolving. I think the one missing part and something I'd like to invite you to talk about is, and this is something that boot camps have that people might be wondering, what is the substitute when you'd use Scrimber? It's that community aspect. There's this aspect of being in the same trench as somebody else, all of you learning to code together, having people you can ask for, ask questions to when you need help. Um, and maybe this idea that there are events and stuff like that where you can meet new people and pick up interesting information. Can you tell us a bit more about how Scrimber approaches this community side of things? Yeah, so this is something we've done uh, for over a year um, when we started the Discord um, server for Scrimba. Before that, we had other used other services, but then we really that was when Corona hit. We we really doubled down on it, and at least the last six months we've gone even harder. So what we're we're doing many different things, but one thing is to try to cr kind of create a pulse that you are part of something, and something happens almost every single day, and it does that now on Scrimba. Like there's of course all the activity, getting help on Discord. Uh, uh, daily polls for fun and channels to just chat with uh, people uh, regarding various coding subjects and other related subjects. But then also like the, you can show up to like we've had the weekly community meeting on Thursdays. Well, I just sit down uh, for an hour and you, you are also there, Alex, uh, uh, helping with like chatting with the community and connecting people and then there's like uh, now we also have like uh, helping sessions we have uh, social events uh, and and we're trying to do it consistently again and again uh, week after week to build some 
pulse around Scrimba so that you don't feel you're not just sitting alone in your basement learning how to code. Yeah, there's actually something happening that you can look forward to and join and get con- get your first connections in the industry, perhaps. But it's hard because we have a completely different model than some of these immersive schools. We charge much, much less. So we can't do it on a one-to-one basis as other schools can do it. Uh, like having one teacher help one student for an hour just doesn't add up with our business model. So we have to find ways to do this peer-to-peer and have students uh, basically play a larger role in the community. I mean, basically, the community, uh, our mission of giving a bootcamp-level experience for 1% of the price can't be achieved unless all students help each other. So every student on Scrimba is a part of fulfilling the mission. What if someone's listening and they're like, I don't know, Per, I'm kind of here to learn, not to help other people learn. For sure. Uh, That's fair. You can do that as well. Um, I think I would be conscious about the fact that it's really, really hard to learn uh, all on your own without any contact. You will need help at some point. Uh, And if you jump into the community and help someone else, you create that pay it forward culture that one day when you're stuck and you have no idea how to fix this annoying re- Redux bug uh, you, you can't get out of, someone will help you. So that you don't see a one-on-one necessarily uh, input and output for yourself. Uh, but as a whole, if we're all in this together and we're all rowing, we'll get to our destination together. I like that analogy a lot. And and actually, in my experience, speaking to successful Scrimba users, not all of them, but what many people have in common is that when they help people in the Scrimba Discord or otherwise, they actually have quite selfish motivation, believe it or not, because they feel like by answering, let, let me give you a scenario. If you're working at a company and someone comes to your desk and says, hey, can you help me with this problem? And they present to you some kind of obscure problem. Or if you're working on a project yourself and you encounter a random problem, you have to solve it, right? Or you, you're going to try your best to solve it. And by helping other people in the community, it's almost like a real life problem solving simulator where you get lots of opportunities to come across different problems and solve them and articulate your solutions. For sure. Uh, I think it's great practice for the day when you get your first job. And also, it feels great. I mean, you, f- you feel smart the first time you help someone with a JavaScript problem that they can't understand. You're really noticing that you're learning, which otherwise can be hard. Uh, so, so I actually have been... Uh, um, I had courses... Uh, like in-person courses after uh, I went through Founders and Coders. Had two courses, one in in Greece, actually, and another one in the US, like just weekend uh, and week one-week courses. And I think my my genuine motivation, if I have to be completely honest, was I just, I just really, I was so proud of myself for having learned how to code and wanted to teach it to other people because that felt great because then I felt really smart. And yeah, just embrace that uh, feeling. And um, it's nothing wrong doing it of selfish reasons, especially if it helps others. Yeah, it's like a win-win situation, basically. Per, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, since we're sitting down together on this call, about the future of Scrimba. Are there any kind of like juicy things you can tease for us to tell us what's coming up in the future with regards to the front-end career path, the platform, or, or just in general? What can people be excited for? So we are going to become so much better at forcing people to get this 21st second 
diploma when they are going through the career path. I mean, your career choices uh, or career opportunities will uh, grow as a direct side effect of going through the curriculum. And I think that'll be tremendously valuable for students going through the career path uh, and increase their job chances by a ton. So that's, that's super cool. Um, we're also continuing to work on the uh, teaching approach. We're, we're constantly making it more uh, interactive and more exciting, building more uh, real-world uh, fun projects that students are to personalize and put their p- uh, breathe life into. That's some things. And also, there's Node.js, which we will build support for. That's going to be epic. Uh, and as you know, Alex, uh, the community, we're going to do a ton of uh, things there. We have just gotten started and you are the one pushing for all of these events and, and experimenting. So yeah, you, you tell us well, you, you tell the students as well, what can they expect? For sure. I think the main thing is this idea of a pulse. Like every day there should be something happening. You should never feel alone when you're learning to code. And we want to give people opportunities to just absorb knowledge and make connections whilst they go on this path. And we do that through things like the podcast. You never know if you're listening to this while you're on a jog or walking or driving, you never know what you might learn and pick up just by being around. Um, Likewise, with our events, it's a lot more, obviously it's a place where you participate and you can actually meet like-minded people who might become your next coding buddy, or they might share an idea that changes everything for you. We're trying to create the opportunities for people who are motivated and there to put in the hard work, ready to take those opportunities um, in order to advance their career and become hireable friends and developers. I love it. Brilliant. Uh, Thank you so much for joining me.